Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we sit down with Aaron and Thomas Dixon. Aaron is 21 years old, Thomas is 23 years old, and we get into a whole bunch of stuff. Their family business and how they got into their family business, their thoughts on school, their thoughts on their father quitting his job. His father actually knows Joe Gluby, a past guest on this show. Um, the books that they have read, the number of books that they have read is rather impressive, especially at this age, and, and just the quality of the books that they have read. Their thoughts on real estate and why they dove into real estate, how they decided to dive into real estate, their thoughts on the future. We talk about money. We get into a little bit of talk about saving and planning and planning for your growing your assets. And then we're planning your own life, just like the special moments that you should plan in your life. So we get into all of that kind of stuff. So just an absolute pleasure sitting down with them. I really think when I meet when I meet two brothers like this of the ages of 21 and 23, I really get pumped for the future because I think the future is bright. When I meet two guys like this who are thinking the way they're thinking about life, their own lives and helping other people around them. So just an absolute pleasure to share their story with you on this particular podcast. And if you are listening to this and you want to get started with a book yourself about real estate, you can download a free copy of our book called Income for Life for Canadians. That's Income for Life for Canadians. We give a free copy of that and it's maybe a little bit selfish. The idea of giving away the free copy is that hopefully one day, you dive into the world of real estate investing and you'll remember our book, you'll remember us, and perhaps we'll work together. So that's the idea behind giving away that book for free. You can also buy the book on Amazon, but you can get a digital copy of it for free at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That particular book has been downloaded tens of thousands of times. I keep saying this, we should actually do the latest count. I wouldn't be surprised if it's over 100,000 downloads at this per, uh, point. I'm actually pretty confident that it is over, over 100,000 downloads, but it has been downloaded a whole bunch of times and a lot of real Real estate investors have credited that book to getting them to jumping into the real estate investing game. So if you want a copy of that, it's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's enough with this intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are live with Aaron and Thomas Dixon. And uh, these guys are young and they're up to good shit already. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear so early into the podcast here, but uh, Aaron and Thomas, tell us just to get started. Tell us what your family business is all about and how you guys got into it. I don't know who wants to lead. If it's Tom... Uh well, Do you go by Tom, by the way? Uh, I have a lot of different names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tommy, TJ, Thomas. Oh, TJ. Why TJ? Your last name's Dixon. Tom, Tom Jr. Oh, Tom Jr. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Tell us about your dad and the business and yeah, how you guys are involved. Basically, our business is just called, it's called Just Junk. It's a junk removal business. We go to people's houses and we take their junk, basically. Furniture, concrete, everything. It's a mix. Our dad started it in 2008. He he worked at Ready Honda before that, and he was just basically a workaholic. He Ready Honda in Mississauga? Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah he knows it, Joe Glooby. He know, I was yeah. just going to say, he knows <laughs> yeah, Joe yeah. Glooby? Yeah. Oh my God, it's a small world. Okay, got it. Basically, he was a workaholic. Like He worked like 8 to 9 p.m. every single day, and we barely ever saw him, and he hated it. But he was stuck in the rat race, and then one day he was reading the Toronto Star, in the franchise section and he saw just junk and he was like this seems like a really good idea he called the guy and then i'm pretty sure it was in like a couple weeks or a month he quit his job and started it but, when was yeah, that 2008 so how old were you guys you guys like, 2008. Uh, nine, nine and ten i think nine and so ten he years quit old. when you guys were nine and ten yeah yeah i know it's for 15 years and then exactly he just ventured off to this do you have any recollection of the first few years of just junk Kind of like we we don't know what his stress levels were. Yeah. I can't, like thinking about that now is crazy. Like I feel like I couldn't have done it. Like I always used to say in high school, oh, I want to have a business. And now thinking what my dad must have went through, like not making money in the first couple of years, yeah, the not stress. making money. He had to work. He had to work in the truck. Like be a laborer for a little bit. 
It's a, there's nothing wrong with being a laborer. That was what my role was with our father's construction company, just laborer. Somebody needed some garbage picked up. Yeah. Tom, go pick it up. Someone needed something lifted 15 stories up, like some condominium that was being built. Tom, I don't want to pay $50 for the hoist. You go and get it and lift it up. Yeah. So uh, that's a good place. Laborer is a good place. It makes you appreciate no, life. Yeah, that's no. a good point. We know, what, we know what hard work is now. Yeah. yeah, especially if you guys are getting calls for concrete. Oh, yeah. yeah. Concrete, soil. All the heavy stuff. I never thought about that. Pianos. <laughs> so anyway, anyone can call you for anything. I never thought about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, okay, so your dad starts that. You guys then decide to get involved. Aaron, you're 21. Tom, you're 23. Yeah. Uh, you guys get decide to both get involved at the same time or at different times or how? Well, we, we both kind of started working on and off like part time while we were still in high school. Like. I think, well, probably the first time I worked was like when I was like 13 to help out. But <laughs> then when I was like 16, it was on and off. I mean, I worked at like Cineplex because I wanted a job for like two weeks and it sucked. And then I just kept working and then uh, just worked summers. Um, and then I finished university at Brock. And then I've just been full time since then, since uh, last uh, April. The the real world begins. Yeah. So you went to Brock. So you guys grew up in Toronto. You born in Toronto, raised in Toronto, Mississauga. Where in Mississauga? Like uh, Aaron Mills area. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, Nick and I grew up kind of like Dixie and Burnhamthorpe. Do you know yeah. that area? Yeah. That was we went to Philip Pocock. What high school okay, did we you guys go to? We went to St. Joan of Arc. Okay, got it. Hmm. If you know where that is. Yeah. St. Joan of Arc, I feel is that. Why do I want to say Rathburn? It's a uh, tenth line. Tenth line and uh, Thomas. Thomas, yeah. Oh, that's it up there. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, that's right. I used to live up there. How do oh, I really? not? Yeah, I used to oh. live up in that area, of Mississauga. That's where my first house was after we got married. Um, okay, cool. So high school, Brock. Now you've evolved to working with your father full time. Yeah, that's Tom. Aaron, your story. My story is high school, junior hockey, and then finished at the same time as my brother, like last year. So we we just ended up starting at the same time, which was nice. We get to learn the business together which is helpful because I think we both have strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> and when your dad, when you reflect back on your dad's frustration to start this business, uh, this is why I tell everybody the frustration is the key. It unlocks your future Yeah. because your father, he was so frustrated at, you know, that previous role that he decided to do something about it. So in life, when I see people frustrated, just for you, for you yeah. guys to know, I never look at it as a negative thing. Because if you're frustrated, to me, it means you're on the precipice, like you're about to discover what you really want to change about your life. Yeah. So being frustrated is a powerful state. When I was your age, I started reading a lot of these motivational books that taught me to be positive and have perfect balance in life. And I realized that that doesn't really carry you. It doesn't create enough energy to create any momentum to do something new. Yeah. Your father needed that frustration. I don't mean to speak for him, of course, no, I, but I feel like the frustration was like the energy burst. Like it was like the rocket fuel that launched him and propelled him to quit with two kids at home. Yeah. yeah. Just created a snowball effect and he just had enough, I guess. And then what have you, how have you guys seen the business evolve now? Like Just Junk, was it one truck? And then where, like do you guys, I guess if you have, you have the Toronto proper area, the yeah. city of Toronto basically. Yeah. Is well, it, our territory is called Toronto South. It's like Etobicoke all the way to Scarborough and then it's like south of Lawrence. Um, yeah, we started with one truck and I don't think we were making any money when we were kids. But now we have eight uh, trucks and we should be up to 10 in September, I think. And, and how is the Just Junk business? Is it like just booming like everything else right now? Pretty much. I mean, there are some, they still got the odd days. Like it's weird. It's weather related. Like the winter is slower. Summer is way busier, but it's uh, pretty steady so far. Like, yeah, no, I think COVID helped a lot um, with people doing renovations as well and people just being stuck at home. Like for me, for example, I just sit in my room. And I would see the clutter around. I'm like, I need to get rid of this. It, it kills my mental health. I think a lot of people dealt with that and they called us. I, I feel like it's so great. Like I feel it's so gratifying to get our stuff and throw it all out. Yeah, like, I too. love getting rid of it. And I, I, I'm a little too aggressive in our household. Like if I see something not being used <laughs> for three or four months, I'm like, that's got to go. That's let's good. Get, let's that's get rid good. of it. And then when you guys go to someone's, usually when I'm throwing stuff out, um, I'll put it all in the garage. So the truck pulls up mm -hmm. and, you know, you guys will kind of launch it, not you guys specifically, but you will launch it into the truck and take it away. 
Is that what most people do? Or like, do you guys go through to the house and cherry pick? Like, can I hire you and just say, take that, that, and you'll walk around the house and take it out? Yeah, it's full service. I mean, if you bring it down to the garage, we give you 10% off. So if we use back back right up to it. Dude, I think I've been using a competitor. I don't think I got the 10% off. (laughs) Yeah, you got to use just junk. You guys give 10% off. If you could back right up to it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Driveway discount. Okay. I didn't know about the driveway discount. Okay, what and then and then the just junk prices are is it priced like some of the other junk removal services? Just uh I feel like it's like the amount of space you use in the truck. Is that how it is? Yeah, exactly. It's just the volume you fill up in the truck. Like it starts with the minimum load, which is like one sixteenth of the truck, and then it goes all the way up to a full truck. Got it. And 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 you guys are I know really price competitive, correct? Yeah, I'd say is we're that prob- something you don't like to talk about or it's okay. <laughs> no, to talk we can about? talk about it. I think we're cheaper than the biggest company. Yeah, got it. If you it. know what their name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very kind of us. All of us dancing around the no biggest name company's comes. name. Okay, and then um, I'm curious. When you remove stuff from someone's house, I mean, you must hit the wall every once in a while. Do you guys have some kind of insurance or how does that handle? That must be the trickiest part of your business. We uh, do have insurance, but uh, I think we're we're all pros now, most of us anyways. But it happens from time to time, but you just got to deal with it. Even it out with the customer, give them some sort of compensation and... It's usually not that big of a deal. And when you're throwing stuff out, if you find something that's useful, we were just talking before recording a little bit. I didn't mm-hmm. realize this about your business, but you guys, is there, it's a company policy to make different donations? Yeah, basically whenever we find something nice, like we have a storage locker, like furniture, could like be furniture, it could be golf clubs. We'll just put in our storage locker and then we'll have a donation place come pick it up. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I, I'm sure when something goes out the door, someone's eyeing something. But the yeah. the idea is that it's donated when appropriate to donate mm-hmm. something. A donation company's called. I didn't know that about the business. And then what's some of the craziest stuff that you've thrown over the years? Your dad must have a story or you guys have seen some shit that's gone out the door. You're like, I cannot believe people are throwing that out. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just like really nice golf, golf clubs. Like it's hard to remember everything. Like we do have more crazy stories of like. Yeah, hoarders one, and stuff yeah. like that than than cool stuff. We, we had a hoarder on a rental property. It was a member. Oh, really? who, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had to call a service. Uh, this one was out in Hamilton. And they had so many Tim Hortons cups in a bedroom. Like the whole bedroom was Tim Hortons cups. Yeah, like we have similar little... stories. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, but it's uh, smeared off and mouthwash. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I know it's sad, obviously. Like I like drank himself to sleep or to death. Oh, no and, way. Like, under his bed was just all smeared off bottles and mouthwash bottles. Yeah, oh my gosh, I never thought about mouthwash because he's drinking the mouthwash? Yeah, yeah like yeah, it has alcohol, alcohol in it, right? And it's cheaper. Yeah. Oh my God, so you guys see kind of crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely see some sad stuff. So like crime scene stuff sometimes? Um, Not necessarily, not necessarily. no. I mean, we're just there like to clean up afterwards. We're not... Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're like got it. Quite a while after. Like, yeah, yeah. So, are, so you don't know what's where you are exactly, or what's yeah, why no. you, the purpose of you being there. Yeah, we yeah, definitely no, don't, don't get the specific yeah, story. Like we right? yeah. kind of, yeah. kind of figured. It's a it out horrible example there. to you guys for, for you to but use. Yeah. We've been in houses that the person died, like on the couch, and the, the person Jeez. cleaning it out told us, and we're like, "This is just so creepy." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. know uh, yeah, one horror story is like there's this guy in Toronto named Dennis the Menace, like. 10 years ago, he was on like the Toronto Star and stuff. Um, he basically was living on his porch and like his house, because his house was just full of junk. And the fire department came and said like, you guys need to like clear up a path so that this is under fire code. So we did that. And like in his basement was like thousands of like pre-cooked chickens just like dissolved into liquid. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So the, the younger brother takes care of that or what? Uh, we, we weren't there. We were still like pretty young. But we heard the we, story. We saw well. it, it was on the news and everything like that. So we saw it on the news. Yeah. So I wonder who's paying for it. that. Is that like the city? It was the, yeah, that? it was like a city contract. Okay. Got yeah. it. The city just decided this needed to be done. But yeah. It's not safe. Right? The worst story, I, the worst thing I ever had to clean up myself on the construction site were, was that it was a hot summer. And when you're in one of these condominiums that's being built, you might be like 20 stories up. Yeah. And the washrooms get full and they kind of get nasty in the summer, just the smell and stuff uh. like that. So a couple of the construction workers on one floor started just urinating in a box that was lined with plastic and it was full to the brim. And then my job was as the laborer there to clean the floor after the guys were done doing their work. And I stumbled upon this thing and they had like some drywall covering. It was kind of like covered up, but you can, it was like 30 degrees in the summer. So you could smell there was something nasty going on. And I had to bend down like squat 
and pick this thing up. Oh. But th but it's a cardboard box. Oh, and it's, it's cardboard. Full. Yeah, so the cardboard box, like if you don't get a good even grasp of this thing, it starts moving. So I lifted yeah. it. As I lifted it up, it started spilling a little bit on me. And then I started getting the gag. You know when you're going to throw up? Yeah. So I started gagging like I was going to throw up. And I moved into the other room where they have, I don't know if you've seen when condominiums are being built, but there's like a trash, like... Uh, a metal trash, what do you call it? Like a big pipe going down the side yeah. of the building. And that's oh, where yeah, you like throw the garbage. garbage chute, yeah. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> thank you. The obvious language, a garbage chute off the side of the building. And then yeah. I had to squat back down and Ew. lean into the garbage chute and let it go. Oh, and I just gross. heard it that's swishing disgusting. going down <laughs> the garbage. And I remember just thinking, I'm disgusting. I took my shirt off. I don't even know what I wore for the rest of the day. So when you run into those jobs, those aren't oh, those aren't the good job. But have you been into anyone's job? Like, have you been to Drake's house yet in Toronto? No, Throwing not no? yet. So you're waiting for Drake. Uh, yeah, and we've been in his neighborhood though, and like, oh, have you? Yeah, we definitely like, meet some uh, really wealthy people. Been, been yeah. to some NHL guys' houses, uh, like the weekend's manager, and it's like his best friend or whatever. Yeah, Jack Campbell, like the Leafs goalie, he used yeah. us a bunch last summer. No way, yeah. he's a, like he's the nicest, nicest guy I've guy. ever met. Oh my gosh, no, I'm Which a huge cool. fan of his. Yeah, yeah that's, too. that's awesome. Drake's house, actually, the guys that we know here in Oakville are planting, I think, at Drake's house right about now, six thousand flowers or something oh, like that. Really? They got the contract for it. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, they have to leave their phones at the gate, though. No oh, phones. Really? Oh. Yeah, nothing inside. They can't record anything. Just gotta live it. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy they're just living in the moment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this business then, um, it's going from eight trucks to ten trucks, right? Something like that. Some, yeah. yeah, it should be. And I think depends when the trucks come in. Like, okay. Probably in September, though. Yeah. So what have you? I'm curious. You now. You went to Brock. You yeah. were playing hockey. Mm -hmm. Now you're both in this. From when you were going to school. What have you learned? What is standing out to you about life or business? I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but like, you know, when you go to high school and then you go to Brock, now you're working. What are you taking away from your schooling that you're applying now? Is it anything? Are you reckoning? No. Definitely not too much. I mean, I went to school for physical education and I don't know. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I thought I might as well stick with the business. So I'm just learning while I'm working now. I'm yeah, just learning how to run it and, uh, be a leader, I guess. Yeah. The, the biggest things I would tell you watching you guys kind of go into this thing is someone who is resourceful and resilient. Someone who can put up with different shit that gets thrown their way. When the trucks break down, when you have a busy day yeah. or someone doesn't show up and you have to step into that role as a laborer when you don't want to step into that role as a laborer, being resilient. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And then being resourceful. When a problem happens, how resourceful are you? How many solutions can you find? Nick and I find so many people in life who come to us and are like, hey, I got this problem. They just kind of stare. Yeah. I'm like, well, how, they don't what, even look for what 10 things yeah. have you looked at? Like what massive action are you taking? So that's what this business, I'm sure it's already developing in you. And then don't take for granted the schooling too. The reading, the writing, <laughs> handling deadlines, that yeah. stuff's kind of important. The social yeah, life. It was different. Totally. Yeah. Dealing with different personalities. It's key. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it was, it was good to just have like pretty strict like guidelines, but now it's like completely different because everything's all over the place. There's no set schedules or anything, but. It's all up to no, you, man. Was, what value are you going to bring? Yeah. yeah. I know. I just got to. It'll be, be worth it. Yeah. Just got to teach everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lead yeah. by example. Yeah. And then Aaron, what about you for you? Anything standing um, out about going from school, playing hockey school. into this? Um, I'd say just like I was so scared, like when I first started working in the truck and trying to talk to customers. And I just it, it's made me way more confident talking to people because I wasn't before. And like now I could just walk up, tell them the price and like just wait for them to reply. And before I'd just be shaking, I need to catch my breath. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just the stress aspect of it, like even like running the business, like when I have to like watch all the trucks and stuff, like I actually have to be on it. I can't, I'm not just at an office staring at the computer like a lot of other people are. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah no, definitely lots of life lessons. And yeah, like there's no weekends and there's no Mondays with running a yeah. business. So you have to be on it all the time. And there's a lot of sacrifices involved with that, but I think it's worth it in the end. Like, I okay. feel like we've sacrificed a lot of our personal life to grow our business and even just accomplish some of our financial goals in the last year. Yeah. Interesting. You feel that, eh, that you sacrificed some of your, your personal lives a little bit. Yeah. So, so like the social side, hanging mm -hmm. out with friends and stuff. Like we've yeah. worked every weekend, every summer for the last four or five years until this year. Wow. So yeah, yeah. awesome. You know what? I think that's great though, because... Everyone I, I reflect back on in life who started working earlier and bringing some value to the economy, 
Um, yeah. They really got themselves in a good position by that time they were in their like late 20. By the time they were in their late 20s, a lot of guys I know and mm-hmm. girls who were working early while I was still in school, they really, it, it was it was kind of unexpected to me how fast they progressed through life. Being mm-hmm. able to save enough money for a down payment of a home and then buy something and then extrapolate things from there. So you guys are young and doing that now, man. The future is your oyster. Like you yeah, are, I know. It's, yeah, it's definitely going to be worth it. Like Yeah, it's just, already... it feels weird being 21 and not being able to relate with a lot of 21-year-olds because they're all in school and we're just in business. Yeah. Yeah, I'm torn on that because sometimes it's like, yeah, you should just have a social life and just go yeah. have some fun and get that out of your system. and. But then there's so much value in what you're learning, like what you just said about speaking to people, how you mm-hmm. were nervous before. Yeah. But now you feel like you can go up to, to anyone. That's yeah. how Nick and I were in our 20s. We were petrified. Well, maybe not Nick as much as me. I was more scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you realize, and I think part of that came from, I always thought adults knew everything. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought, well, you know, this guy's like 40 years old. He's been in business for like 10, 20 years. We think you know everything. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And you have to realize, like, Nick and I are still learning. I yeah, just explained yeah. to you guys when Nick and I were like arguing about something right before you guys, not in a bad way, but like, yeah. it's we don't. You just have more experience to yeah, base your decisions exactly. off of. And what, what the nice thing that you guys are doing right now is you're getting the opportunity to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, yeah no, true. I agree. And the mistakes are important because you have more experience to base off your decisions in the future. Yeah. And f- because you have more experience to base your decisions from in the future, you'll likely make better decisions. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, when they go through, and I, I'll speak from my own experience, when I went through school, until I really started working in my late 20s, yeah. I wasn't getting exposed to a lot of responsibility. And I wasn't able to make a lot of mistakes. The only mistakes I made yeah. were in school for like marks. Yeah. Didn't really mean anything. But in the real world, when you make mistakes, you kind of have those like, I don't know if you have like a shit your pants moment or you're going to like piss yourself kind of moment. But in my 20s, I quit my sales consulting job, which had a set salary and a bonus structure Yeah. to go into straight sales, which had a lower salary. So my salary went down and no bonus structure. It was just commissions. And on my very first day in that job... I already had a, uh, my son was born, who's here today in the office. And uh, Carol, my wife, was at home, did not go back to work. I took less of a salary. On my very first day in sales, I spoke to the outside sales guy, because I was in Mississauga here. He mm-hmm. was in Chicago. And he ripped me an asshole. <laughs> he said, who the, who the F are you? Yeah. You're not going to help me out. You don't know what you're doing. I don't know why wow. they assigned somebody like you guys really? from Canada to wor- work with me. You're useless just chewed me apart i remember sitting at my desk i'm not kidding you almost pissed myself like almost pissed your heart drops right yeah everything froze because in that moment i thought i had ruined my life for my family yeah that i had made the worst career i was petrified i remember going to the washroom like shaking and then in a few weeks the guy discovered that i was actually useful to him and we killed it and i had like 213 percent of my quota like i'll never forget it's etched in my mind (laughs) that i did 213 percent of my quota in like five months so we had an epic run um, and I still kind of chat with the guy a little bit yeah. here and there, but those moments are important. And the, yeah. the sooner you can have those moments in life, it gives you more confidence because you learn, you point, overcome yeah. them. Like it's not the end of the world when you feel no, that it's like, Oh, this is just another learning moment. And you kind of push yourself forward. So the fact that you were nervous talking to people before yeah. and you're not so nervous now, that's huge. At no, your exactly. age. It teaches me that I like whenever I've want to do something just take action because it's obviously going to be scary doing anything yeah. and you're going to get better every be time comfortable to be comfortable yeah, yeah exactly. totally and and i also remember when we were growing up i thought if some if i walked into somebody's desk and it was perfectly organized and then they had their laptop or computer there i, I remember thinking wow they must be like have it all figured out. And then we had some mentors that came into our life and they said, look, if there's not shit everywhere and there's not a bit of a disaster in life, there's not much happening. That's like true. Y- exactly. if there's no chaos, don't be scared of chaos. He told us chaos means there's shit happening. Now you want to organize the chaos over time and build new processes. You don't want to be in chaos always, yeah. Yeah, but if everything's not. perfect, it means there's no growth. Yeah. So in this business here at Rockstar, sometimes we tell our own team here, hey, we know things are a bit crazy right now. We're doing this event. We got this training over here. We got these members. We're trying to buy properties, trying to find all this stuff. But this is good. This is healthy. Yeah. So just for you guys, if you ever feel like you're in a state of chaos, just know that you want to build processes to handle the chaos, but it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good good point. So thanks for sharing that. Well, I don't know if it's it's my truth. I don't know no, if it's I valuable. I completely or not. agree. It is very valuable. Um, properties. Why did you guys buy this? So you bought a property <laughs> through Rockstar Rental Property. Yeah. Walk us through that. Where did that come from? Who's that? Was that your father's idea? Your I idea? Was, uh, I think it was Aaron's idea. Yeah, and I think it was he, my idea. Like he brainwashed us to listen <laughs> to uh, real estate podcasts all day every day. I think I brainwashed my whole family and all my friends to get into real estate. So where did that come from? Um, like when I was in well. Obviously, my dad, because he was in business, but uh, reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad when I was younger, like when I was when I didn't when I chose not to go to university, I was like, I'm going to learn how to be rich. So I read a whole t- bunch of books when I was playing junior hockey. And then, yeah, Robert Kiyosaki said real estate. He said stocks, too. And I didn't I don't like stocks, to be honest, because I just I don't like watching them go up and down. I never liked it either. Bitcoin. Yeah, I never liked it either. And and uh, <laughs> but I'm into Bitcoin, and now I'm back in that world. I'm like, this is why I, I know, hated man. stocks because like yeah, it, it's hard. And we're in the middle of some nasty it's FUD right, right now. now, and it's like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> I haven't dealt with this in 15 years. I'm like, why did I go back into this world? But I still believe in it, so it's a world I want to play in. But I like real estate because yeah. it is a little more slow moving. <laughs> no, I completely and I like the like I like the fact that it's physical and we can go and visit it and like. Even Airbnb now, like we could potentially Airbnb our property uh, one day. And I think that'd be nice to just have somewhere to go. Yeah, cool. And, okay, uh, so a couple of questions for you. Uh, why did you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? I know you decided you weren't going to go to university and you were yeah. going to get rich. So I like that. But what, like Rich Dad Poor Dad was recommended to you? Or how did you stumble upon Rich Dad Poor Dad? Because uh, so many of us, you know, thank that book specifically yeah, for getting us started. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? You heard um, it somewhere? Well... I, I was just looking for rich books, honestly. Nobody specifically told me that I could remember, but like the owners of my hockey team were like really rich. So I tried to like spend time with them and I would ask them questions. And then in December, a kid got traded to our team and we were really like-minded. And he he had read, read all of uh, Robert Kiyosaki's books. So we just started talking about how we we're going to get rich and buying real estate. And then like I wanted to do it right away when I was playing hockey, but then I realized I can't, I couldn't have so many things going on at once. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to focus on hockey. And then once I was done hockey, I was like, all right, this year, like all I care about is getting my first property. So yeah, last year when I finished playing hockey in like April, I literally just listened to like all of your podcasts, all of Bigger Pockets podcasts. And then I told my brother about it and my dad and yeah, they got really into it. And then me and my brother pooled their money together and our dad knew about uh, Rockstar because of Joe Gluby. So oh, got it. He that was the connection. Okay, cool. Yeah, with Rockstar. And then, yeah, me and my brother pooled our money together, and then we met up with Lisa, and then we just started looking for properties. And then did you want St. Catherine specifically, or what was your uh, goal? Was it just like affordable wanted- was our goal. <laughs> yeah, I think she, she, we looked at one in Hamilton and like six or seven in St. Catherine's in one day, and then me and Offer in the next couple of days on the Hamilton one lost it. And then went in on the next day in St. Catherine's one, and that's what we got. Cool. That's a good experience, and, too. Uh, yeah. What did you think of that experience? You grew up in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. So now you're in Ham- Some of the older parts of Hamilton look very different than some of the newer parts of Mississauga. Yeah. And then St. Catherine's as well. So what, what did that shock you at all? Not that these are bad areas at all. I, just I like it better, honestly. Like, I like the older neighborhood feel with the trees. Bigger, like, mm-hmm. lots. Bigger more lots, space. exactly. More, com- more communal. Almost yeah. like, yeah, I don't know why. I just feel like when I'm walking there, it feels more like it a feels community. like home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it too. I like some of the older areas as well. Okay. And then you got St. Catharines and you run it as a straight rental. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember what you bought it for? Roughly ballpark the price. Uh, 500. So it's worth 18 million now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you bought it, when you bought when did you buy that? You said October. You, October. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you probably, it's, it's actually had a nice run since you bought yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I can imagine like. But yeah, you have to sell. That's the thing with real estate. It's not liquid. So, um, and and you're going to go through a frustrating period in real estate too, because it's tough to buy another property and save up these down payments. And it's, it, it really gets as that frustration in Nick and I built because we wanted more. Yeah. And then there's nothing to do. But that time in between properties, we stumbled into marketing and business building. Mm -hmm. So you guys are very fortunate that you're already sitting on this business. Yeah, exactly. So the more business stuff that you learn now, you can apply immediately. Mm -hmm. And then if the business earns uh, earns more net income, you'll quickly buy other real estate. Yeah, that's true. So you go through this frustration period, but you're building an asset with your father with just junk. Mm-hmm. And then you're building real estate assets now. These are all very valuable things in your life. They're going to give you freedom. So keep building. 
Don't get so yeah, frustrated that you ignore Just Junk and you don't think there's value no, here because it's your father's business. Yeah, I can tell if you're here representing Just Junk, <laughs> you don't think it's a, it's a waste of time. Yeah, no, no we're no. pretty dialed in to it. We were like yeah. very focused on the property and then once we got that over with, we... We're just focusing on just junk since then. So. And then who f- was the was the property vacant when you bought it? Did you have to get a tenant? Uh, we yeah we had to get a tenant. And how did that process that was, go? That was kind of frustrating. <laughs> I mean, we, we so were walk us through up. that. Yeah, yeah. We just had to. We were setting it up. We had it on like uh, what was that website called? Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook actually got the most leads, and then yeah, that's how we found our tenant. We were uh, just had a, a bunch of people coming up, like six or seven people every day and it felt like we were just going up every weekend or like every day and so how many weeks did it take you to uh find a tenant i think it took us like a month yeah but literally our tenant four weeks she showed up the first day we showed it but she didn't make a decision till like after a month got it but yeah no she's good and yeah the process was a good experience uh we kind of just took your advice like from some of your podcasts don't give people the form to sign or don't give people the form the to take. Yeah. Well, no, the you guys did that. So you really have listened to a lot of our yeah. podcasts. No, we have. Yeah, yeah. I remember putting out the application. So if anyone listening doesn't, doesn't know what Aaron's referring to, we would always tell someone um, if they wanted to take the application to take it home with them to think mm-hmm. about, we would always say, no, sorry. And, and, you know, we only have so many of these. If you're not serious, we'll just keep it. And our intention with that was trying to really get people off the fence. Yeah. Like either they're going to fill out the application or we clearly know they're not interested and it would save us some time. But I remember a couple of times with having an application form between me and the person, they would have it and I would have it. And literally they would pull it and I would pull it and it'd be this little awkward moment where we're pulling papers back and forth. But it's a little bit, it's a little bit intimidating when you first yeah, rented a property, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. But uh, like I said before, like talking to people was easier because of the just junk experience. So yeah. you just got to put your foot down. We were pretty and, uh, confident in it. Why did you put your have to put your foot down? Were people like well, negotiating people, the rent? Or well, yeah, people came yeah. and they, they wanted like, hey, how, how about this? Let me talk to you over pay here. Pay you cash. Yeah, yeah, I'll like talk to you on like the that. side over yeah. here. Yeah, and, yeah. And then just yeah, trying to not let them take the application for no reason. You could definitely tell like if someone's gonna be a good tenant the second they walk in the door, even like from their Facebook profile. Honestly, now it's easier <laughs> with social media. So yeah. We didn't have that before. So you're just renting stuff out. And then you later learned mm-hmm. kind of through the grapevine, almost through neighbors and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. all about the person. But now with social media, people don't realize, I don't know if you know, with one of the newer applications, you probably didn't use it. Cause I think we just found out about it recently was rentify with rentify the bank accounts. So rentify is like a tenant screening app. Okay. And, um, Rentify has agreements with different Canadian banks where Canadian banks open up like an API, like well, a, a little programming interface where, yeah, if the tenant gives approval for you to use Rentify to do the tenant screening, Rentify will go into their bank account and tell you when they're getting paid. Wow. It'll tell you when they're paying rent. So if they're paying always like on the 7th or 8th of the month instead of the 1st, yeah, it'll tell you, that. That, it'll man. tell you if they're shopping at pet stores so that if they're telling you they have oh, no pets, you know if they have good. pets. It's, I cannot... Part of me as a landlord is like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then part of me is like, this is horrible. Yeah. This is like, yeah, person. this is absolutely horrible that we all free up our information to this yeah. level. Right. But, uh, and Rentify has some forms now where you can collect. I feel like I'm a commercial for Rentify. We're not even <laughs> affiliated with Rentify at all, but they'll do, uh, they'll, they'll, uh, you can use forms to collect people's information and kind of streamline all your tenant screening and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, it is useful useful with the social media. Definitely have to use no. that next time. Yeah, and the biggest, exactly. how did you guys handle um, first and last month's rent? Because what Nick and I used to do is someone would tell us they were interested mm-hmm. and then they would have like first and last month's rent like in a, in a week. Yeah. And we would say, okay, yeah, no problem. We'll see you in a week. And then a week later they would disappear and we had stopped advertising the property. So then yeah. we had to start it up that again. That kind of happened to us too. Yeah, it like, did kind of happen to us. We couldn't get in contact with the, like they're our tenant now, but we couldn't get in contact with them and then after like a couple of weeks, we heard from them and they're like, all right, we're going to pay you six months up front. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we were lucky they paid six months up front and then six months passed and they paid the next six months up front. So, oh, no way. Yeah. We're not really too yeah, fresh. Pretty, no, like, no, pretty that's, that's, that's right amazing. Now. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. No, it set us up nice for. Cool. Okay. Um, and then uh, the Rich Dad Poor Dad, anything else get your attention on real estate or was that the primary book? Um, and then down the podcast route. Yeah. Probably just down the pot. I, just people in my life too, like saying their parents have real estate and like, I know they're rich. I'm like, so it makes sense. And, uh, yeah, no, definitely the podcasts like last year, but I always knew that I wanted to be really wealthy. So, and then what's the attitude of, of, you know, two guys, your age, 
um, when you look around the world right now, Canada or the world, is do you feel it's possible to get rich? Like, what's your ment- mental state at? Because a lot of the media, I think, will have stories around how everything is stacked against the younger generation. But you guys are taking a lot of action. So, like, yeah. where's your mental state? Do you feel like it's possible? It's harder than what your father had opportunities for, or you can accomplish what anything you want in life if you do. Like, what? what where's your thinking? I'm um, curious. I think it is hard, obviously, but um, yeah, no, we're lucky. Obviously, we have a family business, so it, it helps. So it's and, but I don't, I don't know. know. I think anything is possible. Like, there's all the resources around you. You just gotta, you gotta. You gotta do the work, right? Like you gotta find the right resources and and you just people. you can't can't listen to all these negative people, right? Like you gotta if you wanna do it, you can do it. Don't don't follow like, oh, go to school, get a master's, get a job if you don't want to. If you wanna build your own business or build your real estate portfolio or portfolio, but just get started, find some yeah, like raise money, go on Facebook groups, do that stuff, networking. Yeah, yeah you just can't have excuses, obviously, but it's how? it's so hard. Like It's hard, but what, something I didn't understand, because I feel like I was just in your shoes like yesterday, that's what it feels like, is that th- you, you take for granted at your age compounding. Mm-hmm. Like you start off slow, so you're like, oh, well, we're not really getting anywhere. Like we got one this one property. Yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. you feel that way. No. I just mean you have this one property and you're like, well... You know, we have more time on our hands. Like, what what else can we be doing? How yeah, can we, exactly. And, and, and what you don't realize that I can tell you now definitively is that once you get into your 40s, if you start in your 20s, holy shit. If you build assets like this business that you're working mm-hmm. in and a real estate portfolio, and we could talk about some of the Bitcoin stuff or not, <laughs> but but uh, um, it compounds. Yeah, it's pretty surreal to think about that, honestly. And nobody, everybody thinks about how much money they're going to lose in real estate. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. I know, like, man. I'm sure your friends were like, oh, that was not a good time. Well, our dad was like it's that risky. too. Like, yeah, was he? He's like, I don't want to fix toilets. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing. Like, that's that you never hire happens. Hire a plumber. <laughs> like, we've already had to hire a plumber like twice. Yeah, like, cool. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. God. Do you know Frank from the uh, Plumbing Protection Plan of Canada? No, he I has don't a think great so. service. No, it's like ten dollars a month for your property. Oh, okay. Wow. And then anything you need, he'll. I think it covers the labor. Oh, really? So like if he has parts, he has to buy the parts. Yeah, but obviously. he's been helping a lot of Rockstar members. He's been amazing. So just keep that yeah, in we'll mind. Yeah, we'll have to look into we'll that, that for sure. For $10 a month, we were like, yeah, you know. Um, so I know a lot of Rockstar members and a lot of the team use him and have glowing reviews. Yeah, it's kind of like an extra insurance, right? Yeah, it's right. kind of like peace of mind. You know you're going to get a plumber because right now to get good trades, it's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so uh, I lost my train of thought on that. But uh I think just the comp. Oh, your father. That's what I want to say. Your father was saying the toilets. I used to get people to list out all their fears. I'm like, okay, listen, what are you scared of? Let's just go by one by one here. So it's good that you guys didn't really pay any attention to that and just kind of pushed forward. And I'm sure your father's your, your biggest fan with this property now. Yeah, no, he obviously he's proud of us. Yeah. 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 You guys are both. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Um, and then, uh, did he, did you guys have a plan with him to buy the property or is this just yours? It's just us. Yeah. Like, uh, basically, well, he kind of like made us go to rockstar though. Cause I was like, we don't need those guys. Let's just make mistakes. We'll learn from them. But he's like, don't you want to just not make mistakes? And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And when yeah, Lisa yeah. like showed so us I can the tell plan. Aaron's the rebel, but that's good, man. That's good. That's good. You're like that. And Tom, are you like this as well? Or are you a little bit more like, Hey, let's get some advice. Uh, yeah, I usually look for advice. Yeah. I don't want to make any mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Aaron's just out there. Let's do it. I know. I think I just like go down so many rabbit holes and like put my brother and my dad and all my friends into them. Like Bitcoin too. Bitcoin was so stressful this year, like getting into it. But yeah. So when did you guys okay get into now. the Bitcoin stuff? From you. like December, we, I think. I think it was like oh, shit. November. I got to start telling everybody. Listen, if you're listening to this, make sure you do your own research on Bitcoin. Yeah, I've yeah. had so many people come up and say, hey, thanks for getting us in. But now the price is going yeah, like yeah, the yeah. way it's going. I'm like, I hope you know what you're doing getting yeah. into the Bitcoin world. So, no, we got in fairly early. Like the first, like when we were first going to show our property, it was like the first time I bought Bitcoin in November. So why, what was your thinking? What, why did you buy it? This is something you've looked into or just um, you've heard enough people talk about it and you're like, I'm jumping in. There's definitely like uh, that book, the Bitcoin standard you have over there. Like you, you read that book? Yeah. Oh, if you read that book, then you're, you've done your, your research. Good. Exactly. That's a solid book. And just 
learning about like i never understood gold before you started talking about it honestly i was like this makes no sense why is robert kiyosaki talking about this <laughs> what is money? this shiny rock yeah. sound hard money what is exactly. this nonsense but now that i get that the government prints all this money especially with serb i was like i don't want to save the dollar i'd rather save in something that doesn't lo- lose its value like and real estate's like that bitcoin's like real estate because they're not building any more land they're not making any more bitcoin which is what sold me on it for sure. You got it, Aaron. You guys got it all figured out, man. If you're talking that that way now at 21, you you got it figured out. That's the biggest thing. It's it's just more scarce. Dollars are less scarce. Yeah. I want things that are more scarce. That's yeah, exactly. It. So if real estate is more scarce than dollars, I'd rather have the real estate. Bitcoin's more scarce than dollars. I'd rather have the Bitcoin. Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, good for you. And it, well, I find it's really difficult to to have this conversation with guys that are young like yourselves, because sometimes people will say, well, the government should just help us out. And I'm like, well, if the government helps you out, what is difficult to communicate is that it's actually going to screw you. I know. Because by the government helping out, handing out free money everywhere at all times, it makes everything else more expensive. Mm -hmm. So it might temporarily give you a little boost, but longer term, if you don't own assets, you're screwed. No, exactly. I think those are the same people that they just accept it. Oh, free money. Uh, I'm uh, I'm just gonna rent for my whole life. I'm not gonna buy any assets, and uh, I'm okay with that. Just gonna blame the government on me being poor. Yeah, tough. Yeah, that's tough, and it's tough because you sound like a bit. Or I, I'll speak for myself. I think I can sound like a bit like an asshole. Yeah. If I'm like, you know what, buy assets, and it's like Mm -hmm. easy for you to say to buy assets, and I'm like, no, I know. know." But that's why I do like things like gold and Bitcoin because Mm -hmm. I'm like, even if you don't like real estate. But maybe, you know, a digital thing is your thing. Look into Bitcoin. Yeah. And maybe you're anti-Bitcoin. Well, then look into gold. Yeah. But choose something that is more scarce to hold your energy, your time and labor. Than the dollar, yeah. Than the dollar. I know. Yeah. So um, I have some more stuff I could ask you, but do you guys have any, do, are we covering some of the questions? What did, what did you, I know you guys have yeah, notes in front of you. We're covering any, pretty much, we're covering everything. I just like... Like I felt like I've been a workaholic for the last year. So I just wanted to ask you if you had any, any advice for like me balancing my, cause I want to be at the top of the game in health, which I think I have been and wealth, but also like relationships. And I feel like I've just like been on my own grind by myself cause everybody's just in school. So what's just, what's some advice for a, a young kid for like balancing their life out? Yeah, I, I hear you. Because you feel like you've just been hustling so hard because this business is seven days a week. It's occupying yeah, your mind, working weekends exactly. and weekdays. And all my friends are in school during the winter and I'm like trying to learn how to run a business. And but. you're hustling. It, the, the balance thing, the only way Nick and I have been able to achieve any balance, and I don't know if this applies to you or not, is that it has to be scheduled in. Yeah. So at the beginning of mm-hmm. a year, you have to choose time. So like maybe at school... I don't know when, when is it like the first week of school with like frosh week or whatever it was at bra. I yeah, don't know what, like you, you have to schedule time. Like that's I'm a good sh- point. I've done that too. But. Okay. So I think you take a calendar and throughout the next 12 months, you say which four, five, six things with my friends do I want to hook up with? Mm-hmm. So if there's something like if they're all going to go a trip on the natural university reading week, yeah. you know, there's reading week in February or March or whenever it yeah. is. I think there's a November one now too. But mark that out now, even if you know your buddies aren't going anywhere. Yeah. But if you have somebody who's in university and they're going to have a trip, have those dates blocked off from the business now so that you can jump in on that kind of stuff. Oh, Same around good, Christmas or like family idea. day. If everybody's going to go skiing up Blue Mountain, fam- I don't know if you guys ski or you yeah, know, we do. So if you're going to go skiing, mark off those days now because what will happen when you're running your own business is, is that if you wait the week before... Because, you know, your buddies are all disorganized. I, I already know. know. They're all totally disorganized. <laughs> so, hard. so it's like a day before they're going to be like, Want to go to Blue Mountain, yeah, let's go yeah. to Blue. Let's go to Blue. And you're like, damn, I'm already, you know, I have to jump in one of the trucks. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to Blue. But if you can somehow cover each other so that you know, like on these few days, maybe nothing's going to happen, but I'm proactively yeah. booking these off because I might jump you in. You want to plan it. Yeah. You want to have some social life. Yeah. Right. And then if you're Tom, if you're okay to cover Aaron, then he does the same for you. But if you don't do that, when you have your own business 12 months in advance, like through a 12 month calendar now, you're going to get screwed. It never happens. Yeah. And our lives changed when we started picking out six weeks a year where we were going to be like, okay, this we're not working. Yeah. Because if we did not do that, always emergencies came up in your own business. There's always a a problem with the bank, a problem with, I don't know. 
you know, some computers, the IT emails down, the, I don't know, their trucks, there's some maintenance requests. There's always a problem. Yeah. Always. That, those are never going to go away. So being proactive a year out and deciding what the big things are. So at your age, I'd imagine it's hanging out with some buddies and traveling and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, partying. Even if, and partying. Even if yeah. it's some Friday nights, if you're going to book big one a month, yeah. where it's like, I'm going to hook up with my buddies who are all going to Laurier yeah. or Arendelle in Mississippi, wherever. Yeah. You book that in your calendar now and you don't even have to commit to your buddies because you're going to think you're crazy. Because if you reach out to your buddies at your agency, hey, listen, I've marked out February 16th. If you guys are doing anything, it's just to have them available. Yeah. And then if they're not doing anything, you have some free time to yourself. So that's the number one thing. And then the, the other thing that really changed my perspective on life a lot and gave me a lot of calmness when I was freaking out working too hard was before work, I had to make time to read. So I don't know yeah. when you were reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but for me in the mornings, I had to, even though I was tired, I yeah. had to get up an hour before the rest of the day was starting and spend some time myself just reading mm -hmm. and thinking. And people don't like this word, but scheming. And what yeah. I mean by scheming is like map mapping out a plan for my life. Like read books that talk to you about these kinds of things. Yeah. And then spend some time just writing notes. And if you do that every day, every morning, it gives you such clarity in life that when you're faced with a problem that day, it doesn't really eat at you as much. You just have a sense of uh, like more a, a Zen state than yeah. you would have without that. Already prepared. You're already yeah. prepared. So you need a daily routine just to manage the days when you have your own business. Yeah. And for me, it was the morning, having an hour before shit hit the fan. So I don't know if that would be for you. Maybe it's at night, but sometimes oh, to reflect. And then the big one is the calendar. Yeah, no, you, I go off in my notes like every single day. Like I plan ahead already, but... Oh, cool. What kind of, so what kind of notes is Like it? every single day I have a plan usually. For the day. <laughs> For the day and the year. Like you said, 12 months. I already do. Like I already have like October. I want to go to Western for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Is that a big party time? My son goes to Western. Is yeah. that a big party time? Now I'm going to go give him shit. I mean, what happens <laughs> in Western and Halloween? So yeah, cool. So it's that kind of stuff throughout the mm -hmm. year. Um, and then, you know, to, as far as that's the most advice I, I yeah, can't no, that's remember. Good. That's I can't remember. Well, it sounds like you're already doing it, Aaron. You, I know. You're being too kind. I don't you're know. You're being too kind. I wish we had more, but that's the biggest thing. Thinking long-term for our calendar. That, that was huge. Okay. Yeah. And then, I don't know, are, do you guys spend a lot of time as a family together doing family stuff? No. No. Yeah, so like some of the th the biggest moments that I reflect back on through throughout life was when we would get the family together and like just go for dinner together. Cause my father would never spend money to go to a restaurant. Yeah. 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 Like never like that's first of all, he would say the food is garbage and then the wine is garbage cause it's not homemade. Like his home famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, if you book sometime like maybe twice a year to do like a family, like around Christmas or the holidays. Yeah. If you booked a family thing to all go eat at a restaurant together that you organized and yeah. maybe you even, I'm not trying to tell you to spend money, but even if you rented a limo for that night and you just go out as a family for dinner together, you will remember it that night for the rest of your life. Yeah, I know. That's, that's a good true. point. So you want to kind of go through life making moments. So for example, we're going on a trip to Croatia and that in itself has become a real special thing for us. But we try to make moments within the trip. So for this year, we've rented a, a, a boat and we're going to go to an island that we don't normally go to. And I'm trying to get a few different little activities booked there that the rest of the family doesn't know to try to make oh, a, a moment. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I get, yeah. And we never did that when we were younger. Yeah. Partly it takes money to do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> when you're younger, true. you don't have. But moments don't have to be. You don't have to spend money. Yeah. Right. Like you can have the, the family dinner I mentioned. It could be a picnic in the park. Yeah. Oh, it's honestly it, great it, advice. Like, so you want to kind of just go through and just with your family, make a couple moments and, and, and your age, I'm sure you, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Oh, I'm fucking pain in the ass. I'm going to do this kind of shit. But these are the things. I mean, just for the future, like as totally. a dad, like yeah. I wanted to be able to do that. Yeah. Obviously. That kind of stuff. So plan for the year, have a daily routine. And then where in your life this year, like where in this month can, can you and Tom, Make a moment for you, your father, your family. We didn't talk about your mom. Your mom's around? Yeah. So your mom, where can you make a moment this month? Can yeah. you all go to the park together for one afternoon? Can you do one hour of something that you would normally want to do that would mean the world to them? Yeah. And just make those moments in your life. And then you can make them with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Do the same thing. 
And at your age, nobody's planning. No, no, no guys planning anything. So if you're the leader of like, hey, guys, I'm going to book something for us around the holidays where we're going to do this. I'll take charge and book this thing. Everyone else can be like, oh, shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron's putting something together. Awesome. Yeah, they don't, they don't have, have to, to do it. it. Yeah. They don't have to do it because no guy, like everyone's like, no, man, forget it. I don't want to do it. Why? What are you doing? Nothing. But I'm Nothing, too busy yeah. to, to book anything. Yeah. So if you take the lead on that just once a year. Yeah, that's a good point. You'll make that for your friends. So. Making moments has been a big deal for us. I like that. No, I like that too. I think it's the most important part of life, honestly, yeah. is making moments with your friends. Oh, like I think relationships and friends are way more important than money. Oh, totally. And, yeah. and now, uh, yeah, now that our, our lives have changed a little bit, I totally see it. Like time mm-hmm. with my family is like, you can't put a price on that. That's yeah. no, you just get in the flow state when you're with people. So, you yeah. Love, when you're with people that you like and you're, your mm-hmm. friends and oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wish I had even more for you, but I don't know. Let's see how we don't have anything figured out. What else on your list? Anything else um, on your list there? Uh, when you were 21, what was your goal for when you were 30? Did you have <laughs> one? Like, where did you see yourself and did, do you think you accomplished that? So at uh, 21, so right around that age, I think um, I, my goal was, uh, I had a weird goal. It was to get a good job. Everybody. So you guys are well past that. <laughs> and, and I had a freak out moment about that age. Maybe it was 21, 22. I had a freak out moment because I was going to U of T, but most of all my courses were at the Arendelle campus. I think they call it UTM now. Yeah, yeah, UTM. And uh, on my last year, so it took me four years to do a three-year three year program, which I don't even think they do three-year programs anymore. And I think they're all uh, four there's, years. There's a couple. Is there? Okay. Couple, yeah. I think the yeah, universities realize we can make more money yeah, by just exactly. offering four-year. Pro- anyway, mine was like a three-year. It's like the weirdest thing. Bachelor of Science in Psychology. Like, I don't even know how that's like, that's usually an arts program. But anyway, I had this Bachelor of uh, Science degree. And in my last year, I opened the Toronto Star yeah. because the internet still wasn't taking off for like jobs and stuff like that. Um, there were internet, there were like computer jobs. I just mean you still went to the paper. So I bought the paper and opened the career section and I realized that, uh, none of the, none of the jobs that they were hiring for were looking for anybody with like a bachelor of science in psychology. And I had a freak out moment in my life about that age. Yeah. And then I, I was going to go, uh, it's scary because I felt I had ruined, I had spent all this money and that it was useless and that I had ruined my life. Like, I think it's, it's funny to say it at that age, but I thought like, oh, I've like ruined my whole life. Like, I, yeah. I've wasted all this time. And uh, I went to a computer school downtown Toronto called ITI, and it was $13,600. I'll never forget. I didn't wow. even have all the money. It took all the money I had, plus I had to borrow from my parents. Yeah. Wow. And I went to that yeah. school because they were teaching computer skills, and all the career section in the Toronto Star were all these computer skill-type jobs. Yeah. That's gonna, that was going to get you your job. Yeah, right? and that got me my job. And then that was, that was my first kind of realization that you have to match your skills to what the market is looking for. So just like Just Junk, you guys are serving a need. There's a lot yeah. of shit in yeah, the world. No, there's always and, junk. And you're, so like I didn't know that when I was going through school, I had no correlation of like, I had no understanding of the correlation between what are my skills and what is the market rewarding. I yeah. just thought, go to school, get degree, and get degree married. equal, yeah, yeah, and it equals success. Yeah. So early on, my, my goal was just get a good job. And then about... Then, you know, some years passed and I got this job at Oracle and I was starting to make money. Yeah. That was now my mid twenties and I had a freak out there because I realized, oh my gosh, I had got the good job. That was my goal in my yeah. early twenties. Yeah. This good job isn't going to get me the freedom that I want in life. Exactly. Yeah. And then that was like, it took, that's when we went down the real estate path and then eventually quitting my job at 32, 33, 33, yeah. Yeah. um, for freedom. So it took me a while. You guys see, you guys are like, you guys already have all this stuff figured out. You're yeah, like no, way ahead. Good, but. You're way ahead. So my goal there at 30 was just to have a good job by then. And then I realized that that was the wrong goal. Yeah, you need freedom. Time is money. Yeah. You want freedom in life. Mm-hmm. Why are we all working? Like, I don't you know. know. Why are you working? It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> like, listen, not everybody should be working their whole lives. And then you worry about retirement. Yeah. Like we all work, work, work. And then people ask you the question, what are you going to do when you retire? It's like you want your life to be around about something bigger. And this would be something, I guess, that I could suggest for you guys that have served us accidentally is this whole your life, your terms message yeah. has made this business for us. 
yeah meaningful because it's like this is like to get to sit down and get to know you guys better and have this chat is meaningful for me yeah no, us too yeah yeah so like that gives us purpose if it was just about hey guys buy another property did you hear about Brantford? <laughs> Brantford's got good properties guys i think you can get a duplex and get some cash about our course yeah buy yeah like we got this course and if you don't know how to do student rentals well let me introduce you to this five thousand dollar yeah <laughs> it's just but you know how much money you'll make from this five like that's the last thing we want to be no, talking about yeah we're so grateful that you guys are like that honestly because no, every one other company the, mo- is the like moments that. you were talking about i feel like this is one of the good moments i <laughs> know yeah, we are so fired up to meet you honestly <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. You're, you're, you're too kind. I wish I had more value to share with you guys. So far, you guys have figured it all out. We're just here kind of confirming some of the things that you're yeah, doing. True. But freedom and, 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 and purpose. So like with Just Junk, where, what else do you want to incorporate in your li- lives that have a higher purpose? Be looking out for that thing. What gets you motivated, gets you fired up and incorporate that into your life somehow. If you can do that and it's tough. It is tough. It's tough. Yeah. But be open to it. Yeah. What do you find yourself talking about all the time? Right. And, and it is difficult because when you're in 20s, maybe it's going to be like a Bitcoin thing right now. But maybe yeah. that fades. So you yeah. don't know what's the thing that's going. And I'm not saying Bitcoin's going to fade. Bitcoin's not fading. No. Not I didn't mean that. Let me take that back. Yeah. Buy the dip. <laughs> Who knows what the price is at now? So oh, remember, literally. if you're listening to this, do your own Bitcoin research. <laughs> yeah. This is not financial advice. No. Do your own Bitcoin research. On Twitter. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter. Yeah, the very resourceful. Never mind the the amount of information that we can get all get from know, Twitter is pretty useful, actually. That's where I did <laughs> to- my studying. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, but uh, if you can tie in some higher purpose to your life, that we found very useful. Yeah, and that was a little bit accidental. It came also from frustration where somebody in our lives was telling us, "Why are you doing this real estate thing?" It's like really hard to work with investors. You should just like sell people properties and make like easy real estate money. Yeah. And I started banging the desk going, no, this, we're trying to help people and ourselves live life on our own terms. Yeah. Don't you yeah. understand? And that became a bigger thing and it's really served us. So in your lives, if you ever have the opportunity to bring that into your life in some capacity yeah. and may, maybe you already do, but that is very useful, right? It, it really gives you uh, the energy on the days that you're like, everything sucks. You know, those days where you're like, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It's raining. I don't know. You guys are going to do some jobs. It's raining outside and everything. It's yeah, cold. It yeah. You just so got to stay positive. Totally. Honestly. Yeah. It's so put hard. Put your head though. down. Put your head down. But, but you working. should know it's so hard, but all of us have ups and downs. Yeah, exactly. Like we all have days. You'll bounce back. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else in your mind or is that it? Um, uh, not really. No. Like, yeah. That was all my questions. I've just, just wanted curious, to like uh, what your stance on on Bitcoin is. To be honest, like <laughs> how are you feeling right now? Like you're still bullish. I guess it's a time frame thing. Like over the very short time, I'm like anything can happen because I, the amount of fear, uncertainty, and dud. It feels like there's a dark cloud over Bitcoin right now, right? Like yeah, obviously. before it was like a few months ago. It was like China, uh, China mining. What was it? It was like there's too much mining in China. That's bad. Now China has like banned mining yeah. and that's bad. <laughs> so it's like yeah. you can, you know, and then I think Donald Trump was on uh, Fox News yesterday. Somebody sent me a clip and he said Bitcoin is a scam. And then I, uh, there, I saw a headline. Someone else sent me saying the FBI has hacked Bitcoin. And what happened is some of the guys who took some ransomware money um, mm-hmm. in the States accepted it in Bitcoin, accepted it. They demanded it. It was like a ransomware attack. Yeah. Oh, okay. and then, Something and, like that happened in Toronto. Yeah, was these things go yeah. go they always go around and uh, the people paid in Bitcoin and I guess the FBI got the Bitcoin. Oh, and everyone was saying, "Oh, Bitcoin's hacked," or implying that Bitcoin got hacked. And Bitcoin didn't get hacked. I think it was an exchange that noticed some weird transactions that like cooperated with the FBI. Yeah, to let them get access to the exchange accounts. And please look this up because I'm, I'm kind of oh, only I getting saw, half the I information. Saw a, little, a little bit of it on Twitter, but yeah. So I don't think it had anything to do with Bitcoin being hacked. It was just that one of the exchanges gave the login information where these people were keeping their Bitcoin yeah. to the FBI. That's very different than Bitcoin being, being hacked. Yeah, yeah. But That's then that right. hit the news, and so now um, I think today the IRS said that they need more regu- or you know they're going to do some regulations around Bitcoin. That's actually a positive for institutions to buy Bitcoin because they'll know the rules yeah. more clearly. Um, but it's also being taken as a negative, saying, oh, my God, they're going to make regulations around this stuff. So right now, yeah, it's, it's ne- still early. Yeah, so my take is, re- yes, it's still early. In this environment, things could go lower 
But I think over a longer time period, three years, five years, 10 years, I yeah. don't see a world With where the current system yeah. really kind of survives. And this is the best alternative between real estate, having hard assets that produce income. Yeah, exactly. And then some form of digital money. I it love just makes that. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes too much sense where, where the money, you, people can't confiscate it. You can't inflate it. It is your money. It rep, it's, it's, it's a sound money, meaning that it's cap supply. Yeah. So your time and labor, all the money you guys are spending working at Just Junk, mm -hmm. if you save it, you know, it's going to, I know it's volatile right now. Yeah. Nobody can monkey or, or mess up with the supply of it. It just doesn't seem like something that's going to go away to me. That's yeah. also what I'm curious about. Like, what should, what do you think we should be doing with our paychecks? Cause like they're not like huge paychecks yet. Right. Like should we just be we have saving no expenses, them? Though. Yeah, I know like, we have no expenses, obviously, know, it's but it's great. Yeah. Like should we be putting in Bitcoin? Should we just save it in cash so we can buy another property? Like I don't really even know what to do with it. It's just sitting there. Right. Like I bought a bunch of Bitcoin and now I just have a bunch of money and I don't know what to do with it. This is a, first of all, a very good problem, Tom. Exactly. That you have a bunch of money that you don't know what to do with. But I, I say to, the way we look at things and we have our whole lives, and I don't think we really fully understood the way we were looking at it, is that we want X number of dollars in our bank account to survive for our personal lives and our business. So once you've decided how much money you need in your bank account to survive on your day, and if you're living at home, you could probably put zero freaking next to that, you know, yeah. or, or some n n amount of money. After you've decided whatever amount of money it is you need for daily life. So for us, Nick and I need that for our families and then yeah. the business. We need enough fiat dollars to yeah, run the business. Obviously. So like, let's say we wanted to say for Rockstar, we wanted 12 months or even 18 months of money that we knew the business was going to be fine or two years, whatever it was, or six months if you want to go more aggressive. But what, how much money does the business need to survive? And we're going to keep that in dollars. After that, then we have two other buckets. The one other bucket is just assets. So then it just becomes putting money aside to, to buy assets that produce income. Now, you guys already have just junk with your father. Yeah, I guess I'm assuming that's his business. I don't know the inner workings legally of like what that business is. But the biggest thing that you can have in your life and create are an asset base that produces income. Yeah, no, because see how sure. gold and Bitcoin as yeah. a good example. See how they go up but can come down. Mm -hmm. It's tough to buy hamburgers and steaks yeah. with those kinds of things. You know what I mean? But the income is what saves you. And when, when our family almost lost everything in the 90s, it was the income, the little, even though it wasn't paying for everything, if we had no income off the rental property that we're getting the rent on the property mm -hmm. we couldn't sell, we yeah. would have been up the creek. So you take whatever money that you have here that you've decided in the first bucket, you, you know, you've met that criteria, here's how much money you need to live, and then you put it aside to build assets. Now, if you don't want to save in a, th that money in dollars, then you can decide to keep some of those savings in hard or sound money. Right. Yeah. And to us, it would be Bitcoin. And if you're if if you don't like the volatility of Bitcoin because it's a, a very volatile asset, maybe you decide to keep it in gold. But if we were going to keep saving money for longer than two years, let's say it was going to take us two years to save up enough, maybe three years, maybe four years to yeah. save up enough. We don't want to keep our savings that is for assets in dollars. It's just right. going to shrink. Yeah. yeah. So, so even we, if you want it to grow, you just put it in Bitcoin or gold and then you can, I guess you can always pull it out. It's just, it's hard to say, right? Like, yeah, are you going to hodl? Are you going to? Yeah. Then, but then at least you have the option. That's true. And I think you have to do this from a place of education because if someone listening to this, is just like, oh, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to buy Bitcoin. We kind of have, that's, you have to understand what you're doing. That's why yeah. Aaron, the fact that you read the Bitcoin standard, yeah. that gives you the base of knowledge of like, okay, how money works. Yeah. yeah. This is why I'm buying it. Or gold, this is why I'm buying it. Mike Maloney has a great book. It's an old book now. I think it's called The Guide to Buying Gold and Silver. Okay. So if you're brand, it's, it's part of the Rich Dad series. Um, and if you're brand new to gold, that's a good book to understand gold. The Bitcoin Standard is like the best book, in my opinion, to understand Bitcoin. Yeah. But that would be come from a place of education on why you're holding it there. Then when you see the price movements, it's a little easier to yeah. handle, even though it still sucks. Yeah. Let's face it. You're looking at it. You're like, this is horrible. This is like, okay. yeah. Well, like we weren't going to spend it anyway. So it's yeah, not yeah, exactly. And then you have the conviction not to sell it back into Canadian dollars because many people will sell things too early and then you're holding Canadian dollars. And my opinion of Canadian dollars is that these things are just going to be worth less and less yeah. every year. Yeah, That's I agree. True.
So anyway, that's it, it's a very it doesn't I don't know if that's clear or confusing. It's pretty clear, yeah. but that's kind of how we do it, and that's all we've done. Okay, and it's Thank it's kind of worked. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. Great maybe answer, maybe no. we'll talk in ten years. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe you'll be here and like Tom, uh, you'll tell me, Tom, remember that advice you gave me? That was <laughs> shit advice. <laughs> so remember, do your own research if you're listening to this. Dive into things, which is what I appreciate about you guys. You guys are looking into stuff. You're yeah, cu- you're curious. Keep learning. Yeah. yeah, no. We literally just get obsessed with things and then good. That's go how it should be. Great. That's follow that path. No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And then d- develop your sales and marketing skills further for yeah. the business. Just junk. I'm sure you guys are getting phone calls. It sounds like it's doing really well, but that is very valuable because yeah. then mm-hmm. you guys can go anywhere and build any business. Trying mm-hmm. to make TikToks. That's a good point. I'm trying to make TikToks yeah, awesome. for just junk, but it's hard. Yeah. 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 But yeah. It's, but it's yeah. growing but the marketing, right? Somebody showed us a video of one of our first YouTube videos. First of all, our YouTube videos even now are not very professional, but you should have seen them like 10 years ago. I looked at that. I was wearing like a baggy shirt and I was talking. The audio is horrible, but you know, you just do it. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to get it over with. Yeah, just do it. Jim Rohn was, is a, like a motivational guy that like uh, he was Tony Robbins like mentor. Oh. I don't know if you, know, you guys are so young. Enough, I don't know if you know who Tony Robbins yeah, is. I know we do. Okay, but he's his mentor oh, and yeah? um, his books are amazing. His books of quotes um, are so incredible. And one of the, one of the quotes, I remember when I was in sales, I was reading it. He said, the best time to do anything is now. And if you're in sales and there's a I phone agree. call that you don't want to make, that means you do it right now. Just got to take action. I had to do that earlier this morning. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah perfect. Yeah. And I tell, I try to teach that to Aiden, my son here. I'm like, if there's something you want to do, you know what that means? If you want to walk up to a girl at the bar, just do it. Do it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what about uh, for anyone who wanted to find you guys? What's the URL? Justjunk.com. And Justjunk.com. What's, what's your TikTok, buddy? Uh, yeah, share the TikTok. Pull it, pull out the phone. Let's get the TikTok. Is there, and justjunk.com and then based on the geographical area. So if they're in southern Toronto, they'll yeah. get you guys. They'll if get not, us. they'll get somebody yeah, else. Yeah, but whatever. We want to grow the whole company. Totally. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. We like everyone. Yeah, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Have Just a, Junk Toronto on TikTok. So Just Junk Toronto on TikTok and you are going to find Tom. You're on the TikTok? Uh, I'm in a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Just Junk Toronto on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Anything else, guys? Any other contact information? Anything else about Just Junk, your father, family? Have um, we covered it? Yeah, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. We just want to thank you. Like, yeah, you've been a great mentor. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. the podcast and yeah. we're happy to be on it. Yeah. yeah no, Our you, pleasure, guys. Yeah. yeah. You've thank been a great mentor to us. You and Nick, obviously, and a lot of your guests. We've learned a lot. And yeah, because we want to learn from other people's experiences too, right? Cool. Like, yeah. it's easy to fail and learn, but easier to learn from other people's experiences totally yeah thanks guys this has been awesome thank Thank you thank you Hey everyone, so hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Aaron and Thomas as much as I did. Really, uh, the, these kinds of discussions really get me motivated for the future and the up and coming younger generations and the impact that they're going to have on all of our lives over the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years. So that's super exciting. And if you are listening to this and want to support them, remember you can go to justjunk.com. If you're in the Toronto area, who knows, maybe you'll cross paths with them. Um, but that's the URL to, to reach their family business, justjunk.com. They have the southern toronto region and they're on tiktok i i'm trying to remember i should have written it down but i I believe it was just junk toronto thomas is on tiktok at just junk toronto and if you are listening to this and you want to dive into some real estate investing yourself you can check out a free copy of our book income for life for canadians at the url rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books that's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.